to Dragonfly Tales, a story podcast with me, Emily, and Leo. Hello! And each episode, we will tell you a story from around the world and share some fun and silly things with you. So, it's the most wonderful time of the year. Ding dong, ding dong. It's Christmas, Christmas. isn't it, Leo? It's Christmas! Christmas is coming. It's not long now, is it, Leo? Yeah, I can't wait. I love Christmas. What do you love about Christmas? The pretty lights. Oh, yeah. How they flash different colours yeah. and the Christmas songs. Oh, absolutely. What about Christmas jumpers? Yeah, Christmas jumpers. Oh, we love that. What else do you love? I love Christmas trees. Oh, yeah, treats. Christmas trees. And I have to say this again. I love Christmas songs. Oh, give us a Christmas song. Jingle bells, Batman smells, Robin laid an egg, the Batmobile broke its wheel and the Joker did ballet. Hey! Okay, not quite a traditional Christmas song, but I love it. So on the run-up to Christmas, we'll be telling some Christmassy stories to get you all in the holiday mood. And today, we have two stories for you. One from us and one for our special guest storyteller. Isn't that cool, Emily? It's brilliant, isn't it? Um, But before we do the stories this week, we have Leo's Top 5. So what's your top five this time, Leo? Well, there is nothing finer at Christmas time than a biscuit. Biscuits. So here are my top five favourite biscuits and how to eat them. What do you mean how to eat them? Yeah, you have to eat them like a pro. Are you ready? Okay. So coming in at number five, it's... Hobnobs. Oh, I love a hobnob. Well, how do you eat a hobnob then? You eat a hobnob by dunking it in a bit of milk. Oh, or tea. Or tea, or tea. And then you eat that bit that's been dunked into the milk or tea. Oh, so it's nice and soggy. Yeah. Oh, you can suck it as well, can't you? Yummy. Okay, coming in at number four, it's... Custard cream. Oh, classic. How do you eat a custard cream? Very straightforward. Just eat it like a sandwich. Okay, With fair. the cream in the middle. Nice, no bother. Okay, and coming in at number three, it's... Chocolate fingers. Oh, I love chocolate fingers. How do you eat those? Basically, you... You suck off all of the chocolate, so it's basically a biscuit finger now, mm. and crunch, crunch, crunch. Oh, lovely. Okay, coming in at number two, it's... Oreos. Oh, love an Oreo. Now, if you don't know how to eat an Oreo, I don't know what's going on. How do you eat it, Leo? Well, classic. You open it mm-hmm. and then lick the cream oh, off yeah. both of the biscuits. Lovely. And... Crunch! Oh, great. Yeah, you open up that Oreo and lick the cream. I love it. So that means Leo's number one biscuit is... Jaffa cake! Jaffa cakes. But hang on. What do you mean? How do you eat a Jaffa cake? You just eat them. Well, this is very, very weird. Probably the weirdest way. But you know that bit of chocolate that's spread across the top? Yeah. You use your teeth... To get all of that off okay. quite delicately, but you but you see that there's a bit of jam in the middle, which makes that really nice orange flavour. Mm-hmm. Apricotty orange flavour. Apricotty, flavor, yeah. yeah. And then what do you do with the spongy biscuit bit? You peel the orangey bit off the the um spongy bit, and then you eat the spongy bit, 
Oh, so you just left with the circle of jam. Yeah, and you suck that. Oh, my gosh, that's the weirdest thing I've ever heard. Okay, well, I mean, I'm sure you're not the only one who eats a Jaffa cake like that. That was Leo's Top Five. Wow, that was great. Thanks for that, Leo. And if you have any suggestions for Leo's Top Five... Or you'd like a Christmas shout-out. Oh, absolutely, shout-outs. You can either let us know in the Dragonfly Tales Facebook group or you can email us, talesfromthedragonfly at gmail.com and I'll put all the details in the episode notes. So, Emily, what's our first story today? Well, Leo, our first story is told by our guest teller. His name is Jörg and he's from Lübeck in Germany. Cool! Jörg has been telling stories in kindergartens, schools and at story festivals since 2009. He tells stories in both German and English. Whoa, I wish I could do that. I know. Jörg loves funny stories and the one he's going to tell is a modern version of a very old Sufi story. Would you like to hear Jörg's story? Absolutely. OK, so here is Jörg Steinkamper with The Border Guard. Hello, Emily. Hello, Leo. This is Jörg Steinkemper from Germany, and I'm very, very happy and very excited to be part of your wonderful Dragonfly Tale podcast. Once upon a time, there was a German border guard at the German-Danish border. And he loved his job very, very much. One day, a Danish man came with his bicycle to the border. The Danish man had a basket on his handlebar and the basket was filled with sand. Any other border guard had let this man through, but not our German border guard. Especially for this case, he had a comp in his jacket and he pulled the comp out and combed the sand in the basket very, very carefully because he suspected the Danish man as a smuggler. He found nothing, nothing this day, the next day, Next week, next month, next year, he found nothing 30 years. One day, it was the last day of work of our German border guard, the Danish man came again with his bicycle to the border, with his basket on the handlebar. The basket was filled with sand. Excuse me, sir, asked the German border guard. I have a question and I must know the answer because today is my last working day. Are you a smuggler? 
The Danish man hesitated. Uh, don't be worried. Uh, you haven't be afraid. You will not persecute it. But I have to know the answer. Are you a smuggler? The Danish man thought a moment and then he said Yes, okay, yes, I'm a smuggler, you are right. Ah, I have known it all the years. But I have combed the sand in the basket every day so carefully and I found nothing. What did you have smuggled? Bicycles. So did you like Jörg's story, Leo? Yeah, I thought it was really funny. It was, wasn't it? What was your favourite bit? I like the way that the smuggler wasn't really hiding what he was smuggling. No. The bicycles were right there in the plain sight of the guard, so he wasn't really being dishonest. He wasn't. And you know in the original story, the very old one, it's not bicycles. Do you know what it is? What? It's donkeys. <laughs> <laughs> so if you'd like to hear more of Jörg's stories, then you can visit his YouTube channel, and I'll put the links in the episode notes. And remember... If you would like to be a guest teller on the podcast, simply get in touch in our Facebook group or you can email us. Now you're going to tell us a story, aren't you, Emily? Oh, yes. What's your story about? Well, as it's nearly Christmas, I thought it would be nice to think about the spirit of Christmas, the meaning of Christmas. I mean, what's the most important thing about Christmas? Presents. Really? Is it? No, I mean... Don't get me wrong, presents are great, but we tend to spend far too much money at Christmas. We do, don't we? And we can be a bit wasteful too, can't we? Yeah, so I think the most important thing about Christmas is to be with your loved ones, be kind to each other and help those in need. Oh, that's lovely, Leo. How do you think we should start our Christmassy story? I think we should start. It was Christmas Eve, the most magical time of the year. Excellent. It was Christmas Eve, the most magical time of the year. The cat was curled up in front of the fireplace, purring. Purr, purr. The dog was stretched out next to the cat, having some sort of weird dog dream. You know how they do? And all the little children were tucked up in their beds, fast asleep. All across the land, children slept in their beds soundly, waiting for Christmas morning. But one little girl was not asleep. Her name was Wanda. And Wanda's favourite words in the whole world were, I want. And what Wanda wants, Wanda gets. Can you say that with me, Leo? What, what Wanda, Wanda wants... Wanda gets. Wanda stood in front of her parents on Christmas Eve and said, 
I hope you've got me nice presents. This year, I want a beautiful gold and silver dress, um, and I want a shiny red ruby, uh, and I want long golden ringlets of hair all the way down my back. Wanda's father looked quite awkward. Well, uh, Wanda, the, the thing is, we, we can't really afford those things. I'm not finished, said Wanda. I want every day to be Christmas so that people keep giving me presents. Um, and I want to know everything there is to know so I never have to go to school. That's what I want. Wanda's mother sighed. Oh, Wanda, those things are impossible. I don't care, snapped Wanda. Make it happen. And she stamped her foot. It's Christmas. Christmas is about presents and about getting what you want. And those are the things I want. All right. And she stumped up the stairs to her bedroom and slammed the door. She's awful, isn't she? She is. Now, Christmas Eve is not a normal night, is it, Leo? No, it's a night full of magic when wonderful things can happen. And far, far north at the top of the world... The purple and green curtain of the northern lights shimmered across the night sky. Eventually, Wanda drifted off to sleep, muttering to herself, What Wanda wants, Wanda gets. What Wanda wants, Wanda... And when she woke up, she was not in her bedroom at all. She was under a tall tree, its huge branches stretching up into the evening sky, which was glittering with stars. Where is she? Is she dreaming? Maybe. She walked and walked through the starry night over snow-covered fields until finally she came to a town and she passed a very tall and grand townhouse. Outside the house there was a gleaming round coach made of gold and glass. Six creamy white horses were waiting in front of it and beside the coach was an old lady in a blue cloak with twinkling eyes. Nice ride. Wanda watched as the front door opened and down the steps came a pretty girl wearing the most beautiful dress. It was made of gold and silver lace. She was beaming so happily as she floated down the steps to the old woman. But Wanda didn't notice the girl's smile. I bet she was looking at the beautiful dress. Indeed she was. Oh, said Wanda, how I want that dress. The old lady heard Wanda and she looked at her and then to the pretty girl and then back again. With a deep sigh, the old woman said to the pretty girl, Oh dear, go back inside. It appears you you shan't be going after all. What, what wonder, wonder wants, wonder gets. The girl's smile faded and she turned around and went inside. When she came out again, she was wearing dirty rags and holding the beautiful dress in her arms. Wanda snatched it from her and put it on. It fitted perfectly. Wanda skipped away happily in her new dress, which sparkled in the rays of the rising sun. At the edge of the town lay a dark, dark forest, and Wanda 
could hear a terrible roaring in the distance. Sounds like a dragon. And then she saw a knight galloping towards her on a mighty black steed. He was covered from head to toe in armour. He held a large round shield and at his side was a sword. And in the hilt of the sword was a sparkling red ruby. Good morning, my lady. I think it's best that you leave this place and find refuge, for ahead is the most savage of beasts, and I must destroy it before it burns down the tine. But Wanda wasn't listening. She's looking at the sword, isn't she? Oh, yes. Oh, if only I could have that big red ruby in your sword. I want it so much. The knight turned pale, and the smile slipped from his face. Well, what, what Wanda, Wanda wants, Wanda gets. He bowed low and presented her with the sword. Then he rode away in the opposite direction to the roaring noise. But Wanda didn't care. She put the sword in the sash of her dress and she danced off across the desert to where the sea pounded on the rocky shore. There, in the window of a high tower, sat the happiest woman Wanda had ever seen. Her long golden hair spilled down the wall of the tower in ringlets, twining amongst the trembling passion flowers. I think I know who this is. He'll be here soon, she called down to Wanda. He's coming soon to take me away. Oh, I am so happy. I do hope you are as happy as I am, little girl. Wanda looked up at her. Well, I would be if I had lovely long hair like yours. Oh, how I want that hair. And her voice was sour with jealousy. I knew it. She's so selfish. The woman's smile melted away. What, what Wanda, Wanda wants, Wanda gets. And she gave Wanda a pair of golden scissors. Take whatever you want. So Wanda did. Oh, no. She climbed and she snipped. She climbed and she snipped every last ringlet of that beautiful hair. And she fastened it to her own hair using the passion flower vines. Then Wanda skipped merrily, merrily, merrily on her way, all the way, skipping right to the top of the world. She skipped through the shimmering curtain of the northern lights. On the other side of the curtain, Wanda came to a most desolate place where the cogwheel stands, which turns the earth around. And there, straining and straining to keep the wheel still, was an ancient being, the one who knows. Knows what? Everything. Whoa! Oh, it's, it's so cold here, said Wanda. The one who knows looked at her and said, That is because Wanda wants it to be always Christmas. 
so this side of the world must forever be in winter. But Wanda wasn't listening. Typical. You! I I've heard of you. You're the one who knows. I want to know. I want to know everything without ever having to go to school. Tell me. Tell me everything. I want to know. The one who knows spoke calmly. You will know just four things, Wanda. Far away in a town, Cinderella is crying. Wanda wanted her dress, so now Cinderella will never go to the ball. What? That was Cinderella? Deep in the forest, a dragon is coming to destroy the town. The knight, George, who should have vanquished it, now has no sword with which to fight. George and the dragon? Oh no! And high in her tower, Rapunzel is the most miserable woman in the world. I knew it was Rapunzel. Without her golden hair, she cannot ever be rescued by her prince. St stop it! St stop saying those things! It it's not true! Stop it! Is everyone in the world unhappy because of me? And Wanda covered her ears in shame. No, Wanda. Not everyone is unhappy. Your parents are glad you went away. Even now, they are saying, thank goodness, we don't have to keep buying Wanda what she wants. No, said Wanda. No, it's not true. I don't want to know. I don't want it to be true. Oh, make it not true. Make today not happen. Oh, please help me. There is one way, said the one who knows. The world will have to turn back to yesterday. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, please turn it back. I'll help you. I'll help you push the wheel. Push it back to yesterday. What Wanda wants, Wanda gets. OK, Leo, so we're going to push the world back one day. Are you ready? Yeah. So let's push after three. Big push. Come on, everyone at home. Here we go. One, One two, two, three. three. Yeah! Push the wheel. Push the wheel back. We can do it. We can do it. With one gigantic push, they rolled the world back one whole day. It spun so fast that Wanda fell to the ground in a dizzying heap. Whoa! And when she sat up, she was in her own room, in her bed, just like she had been before she fell asleep. It was a dream, I told you. Mummy, Daddy, Wanda ran down the stairs shouting, Mummy, Daddy, what day is it? What day is it? Why, it's Christmas morning, darling, her mother said. Oh, oh, thank goodness. Oh, it was just a dream. Oh, Mummy, oh, Daddy, I don't want any of those things I said last night. I just want 
to have hugs and and play games and and wear Christmas jumpers and laugh and and be together for Christmas because I love you so much. Wanda's parents hugged her tight as tight. Then they smiled and said, What Wanda wants, Wanda gets. The End So did you like that story, Leo? Yeah, I thought it was fantastic. What was your favourite bit? I really liked how all the characters in the story were from other stories. Oh, like Cinderella. Yeah. Who else was there? George and the Dragon. George and the Dragon. And Rapunzel. And Rapunzel, yes. The characters were from other stories and fairy tales. It's cool, huh? Yeah. So that's it for this episode. Thanks to Jörg in Germany for joining us. And we'll have another guest teller coming soon. And if you're enjoying our podcast, please, please leave us a review. And if you can, make a little donation on the website to keep us going. And thank, and thank you, you so much. You have been listening to Dragonfly Tales with Emily and Leo. We hope you enjoyed our podcast and we'll be back with another story soon. But until then, presents are nice under the tree. But remember, the best things in life are free. Merry Christmas! Dragonfly Tales podcast is brought to you by Tales from the Dragonfly. Come and follow our Facebook page, Tales from the Dragonfly. Find us on Instagram, at mdragontales, and on Twitter, at Tales from the DR1.